0: Yep, yep. Ready to do this? Are you? Phone's on, phone's not on, our phone is muted. All right, let's not fandangle this podcast up and do it right. Oh, we are going. Oh. Are we or not? Yes, we're going. Okay, great. Good good start. So what's up? I thought we'd do a nice early record tonight. STC Pod, episode number 197. Is it? 197? We have to start figuring out stuff for the big 200. How about I go on vacation? Yeah, because you work so hard. What do you want to do for 200? Welcome everybody to uh, another episode of STC STC Pod. I'm your host, Bill. You might know me as... uh, You're not the only host. At STC Pod on Twitter. And my co-host, Joe. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I'm your host, and with me, as always, is my co host, Bill. You can find me on Twitter at ACDeSensicon. Now, if people haven't heard this before, what a shitty intro. That where was. can you say, what can you say this show is all about? You guys can go back and listen to other earlier episodes and figure out what we're all about, so I don't have to waste my time saying it. That's because that's, that's boring. It's basically me listening to crazy and trying to uh disseminate what he's trying to say it's you being boring (laughs) and listeners tuning out is what all that nonsense was stop with the radio shtick the radio did we have radio shtick you sounded like it let's just talk dude let's just talk fuck this show show has totally turned us against each other we're we're completely contrarian (laughs) for the sake of this show 100% 100% of Because you go crazy on one direction, and then I have to take it in the opposite. Well, I have you're to taking it prof- back to reality. You're taking professional and boring, is what you're doing. Well, it is nice and to... I do uh, nothing to do with it. It is nice to have an early recording. We're face-to-face in person, and it's not in the middle of the night, which is nice because uh, in the middle of the night, you you are particularly absent, and I cannot formulate words properly. So... So you would say you're absent as well mentally. No, I'm here, but just not able to say the words. You could that I formulate. Want. The words are just uh, graphic bubbles in my head that I can't. Uh, Maybe that's when we should record. You get in too much of a mood at night too recently, so it's no fun. Not a lot of fun. You at three in the morning. Who's fun at three in the morning? I am. No, you're not. I'm fun all the time. Not when you put that especially shit on in, the TV. Especially at night. Really? Yeah. When you put on your 1960 Gary Cooper movie? Gary <laughs> Cooper? Fun? You would have loved it the... Is uh, that fun? The day you bailed on me, I was watching, I called up old uh, Johnny Carson Tonight Show episodes and was watching this that. This is what I got to put up with. It was very, very cool to see how a panel show was back in the day. You've seen that already, so you know how it goes. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, Did you have to re- refresh light. the memory banks for the 16th time? Some guy has remastered a ton of uh, Johnny C- Carson uh, clips. The Tonight Show. The original Tonight... Not the original Tonight Show, but Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And uh, he's put them out, th- out there on YouTube. A lot of them... This was in the vein of... Um, uh, they were all to do with... Uh, like a special guest that was on. Like one was all... Burt Reynolds, or one was uh, Frank Sinatra, kind of thing. Need to remaster a whole bunch of their appearances and have it on one big video. I thought that stuff was remastered recently, wasn't it? Was that stuff though? I guess that, yeah, that stuff would have been on DVD mm. a few years ago. They had like the Johnny Carson Best of Collection or something. Yeah, I th- did that make it the DVD? I thought it was just a VHS thing at the time. Hmm. Okay, maybe it might have been a VHS. Well, it was Don Rickles was the main one I started watching? There's a bunch of Don Rickles appearances. You don't appreciate we, Don Rickles? Yes, I like Don, Don Rickles. We. Why is that interesting? I saw Don Rickles live. Of course. The fuck. <laughs> I didn't ask. <laughs> why, when you say you saw every Don the Rickles sun live, you you expect a surprise. That's, That's interesting. That's interesting. You. Why is that interesting? I saw Blondie Live in 1981 at Maple Leaf Gardens. That's interesting. No one cares. No, no, no one, cares one does. For, that. for a guy, a young that's guy. Why, that's why I didn't bring it up. For a young guy like me to have seen uh, Rickles in person, that is interesting. Oh, wow, he didn't manage to see Don Rickles in person. You make it seem like you're so nose up to the sky when you start talking about this stuff. That's why I tune out really did was yeah. I putting that out yeah, there Because you said that at the moment yeah you were <laughs> I think the second that someone has done something you haven't done you have to go all defensive about it no it was your inflection about that's interesting if I've ever done anything you haven't done has it ever been interesting to you or is it always not worth your time because you haven't done it uh I'm usually interested when you don't say it on the podcast Oh, this is just your character that's not interested. No, you just get all uppity and nose to the sky on when you when you <laughs> no when you do it on the podcast, cause just so other people can think better of you. No, because you have such a crazy ego. The second you hear something that someone else has done that you have not done, you take it as an assault on your manhood or something, and you immediately dismiss it. That's just your ego. No, it's not. It's just. I think it's crazy what I said ego. about it's what I said about you is what's correct. Anyway.
1: All right, six minutes in. uh,
0: What happened on the last episode? You want to recap that, puppy? I don't remember what happened. I don't know either. Did I talk about all the stuff I saw, the trips I went on? Yeah, you went fucking fishing with the kids up in... uh, We talked about all that? Georgian Bay stuff. The old steamship and then Discovery Harbor and all that. You know, a couple of points I did forget about the the Chicago trip. Uh... (laughs) No, we're done with that shit. I just have a couple points. Uh, Nothing to do with the Chicago trip in general. Just observations when us, the A-team, did our expeditionary journey into the United States. We went across three states. Three friggin' states, if you can believe it. One thing we noticed, for sure, was how nice everyone's grass is. The lawns are perfect. The boulevards are perfectly trimmed. And full. You wouldn't believe how full and perfectly coiffed everyone's lawns are. I could Very impressed that. with that. Where'd you go through again? Michigan, Ohio, Illinois. It all sounds like the same place to me, so. <laughs> uh, well, like us in. How come you didn't say that about uh, Detroit? Well, where there was grass in Michigan, it was fantastic. And coming where we're from in Ontario, with the, we can't, we're not allowed any friggin' pesticides whatsoever. Oh, yes. Pesticides. Uh, our grass everywhere is horrible. That's uh nice. Yeah, it is. Mine's Even, immaculate. No, yours sucks too. Sorry. Mine is it immaculate. It is not as thick as this. There's no way. I get way. out there. I pick. I, no, my I grass know. doesn't have one weed on it. It you might know not, but it's definitely not as thick and boisterous as, as this stuff. Well, it's not Kentucky bluegrass. This, it, it is was, that what you're saying? It was something else to see. Yeah, here in Canada... All of our lawns suck. And in the urban areas, I, like in Toronto, I find they don't trim like boulevards and stuff. Yeah, like it's do Toronto. it maybe once a year, which is, I, it drives me crazy. Yeah, look who lives in Toronto. There, all the grass is full. They got the pesticides, which are wonderful, herbicides, beautiful. Uh, and they don't care about using water like crazy. And here, we, water costs a million dollars to water the lawn, and we don't have the sides. Which are no good. So I noticed that. And I think I forgot to say about the best deal I got on the way to Chicago at the Walmart. Did I talk about the deal? I don't I, remember. Deal well, on what? You might have to hear the story twice. No, we I I'll definitely cu- said c- it during our last episode. I'll cut you off so you can start. And I'll keep going because you're not the boss. Neither so. are you. And I'll just talk over you. <laughs> It'll be garbage like that fucking lost episode Because you showed up so late At the Walmart You kept the record going for some reason and didn't start fresh Because you have it on standby Waiting for people to show up That doesn't work We were at the Walmart Reveling in all the cereals And the snacks and the chocolates And the cookies And all the cool stuff they got in the States And we had to stop and get the chicken and biscuits Crackers that the Q-Dogs Have uh, turned me on to When they came to visit That was disgusting You didn't like them I didn't have haven't. any. Oh. But I'm not eating chicken so and biscuits. So it's disgusting. Mm, I don't like the sound of that title. <laughs> I don't. I think it's disgusting. Chicken and biscuits and gravy. It's a cracker, though. Flavored chicken and biscuits. That's what it's called. Chicken and a That's biscuit. not right. Sorry. Chicken and a biscuit. Why has everything got to be like that? I, want, I don't want a cracker that tastes like a chicken and biscuits. Yeah, I'm not a person that can snack and that usually would snack on crackers. But when I tried these and the Q-Dogs were like, here, you got to try these. Welcome to heroin. And so you try one and you can't stop. Well, uh, your stomach thanks you. It's like a, uh what's that supposed to mean? I don't know, Lays. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. What does that mean? It's not good for you. You're telling me what's not good for yes. me? Yes. Hmm. Who well, two Cokes a day? When? Yeah. When exactly. have I had two Cokes a day? However, it's just... In a, the last two months, have I had any sort of Coke? It's Zero. It's basically like a uh, like a cracker, but it's flavored with like uh, chicken soup mix it tastes like. Anyways, we can't get them in Canada. Good. Bet we'll fucking live longer. I'm going to bring you some, and you can be hooked on it too. Listen, and I'm sure it tastes delicious. It's not good for you. You don't need all that shit mixed together. Why? I don't want a chicken-flavored broth infused into a cracker. I'm sure there is much much worse a cr- stuff you could be eating. I, I like my crackers plain, just like my I like my old-fashioned plain donuts. That says a lot. Yeah, I will keep going. So I go to the aisle. I got to get a box of this stuff, right? And I pick up the boxes, I find it there, okay, that's good. And then I look up higher and there's the family size box. I'm like, oh, why am I getting these little regular size boxes? I get a family size box, boom, pick up a box. I'm like, I only here once, better get a couple of these. Two, well, I'm going, we still got a couple days in Chicago, everyone in the room will want these, better grab three. Ah, piss on it. I'll just grab all of them. So I had like six boxes in my hand and then at the same time I was taking them, is this the one you... They're the t- f- t- the fluckin- Let me tell the story, for Christ's sakes. No one's heard it yet. All right. God damn it. Now I remember. So the lady happened to be stalking them at the time, and she had them by the case. The case comes in a cellophane wrap, like 12 of them or I'm something. horizontal here. Yeah, Heck. that's how they are, horizontal in a case. So I said to her, oh, uh... I see you got a case here, do you mind if I just take that and I'll put these back on the shelf? Yeah, certainly, uh, sweetheart, go ahead and take the case, uh, yeah, okay, thank you, I grabbed yeah, the case. That's what Americans do it, they buy it by the case. That's what I did. And then we bought all the rest of our stuff at Walmart, going through the cash register, there's a nice old lady, super pleasant, everyone was very pleasant, she's ringing everything through, sliding everything through the scan bar, that goes through the scan bar, that goes through the scan bar, she grabs the case of uh, crackers and she scans the case and the barcode on the case just rang up as one box of chicken and a biscuit and she sets that aside and then rings up the next thing rings up the next thing and, I, and my face goes hey, oh, like eyes go big as saucers to uh, j-rock and like hey man get the car going we got to get out of here and hurry and so he's having a good laugh that I'm gonna get caught doing this and uh, I paid my bill everything's done Well, that's what I assume. Maybe I'm not doing anything wrong. In my mind, maybe that's how much it costs per case, right? It's a special sale that I don't know about. And uh, we wheel around through the cart, take the cart through the exit, and at the exit is another woman who goes through your stuff with the receipts. Then we thought, oh, the jig is definitely up. And I thought, there's no jig to be up. That was the sale prices, no big deal. But of course, she was only looking at For the booze like the high ticket prices and checking those off the receipt and she let us go and i got that entire case of uh chicken and a biscuit for the price of one and that was my big pickup of the entire uh chicago trip the most exciting one and i'm still eating through the crackers and the kids love them it's hard to keep the kids out of them because they'd eat that all day You wouldn't allow your kids to have chicken and a biscuit cracker though, right? God forbid. I would soccer kick that shit. God forbid. Yeah. I'd fucking Pelé kick that one into the into the street. Just as a truck uh, was driving by. God, if I could only like you know, if you're going somewhere and you you have babysitter troubles or something, let me look after your kids for a few hours (laughs) and show them there is a world outside of their window. My kids are out of control. Their hormones are raging right now. <laughs> That's impossible. Oh, well, whatever it is for a six-year-old and a four-year-old, to go start going fucking bonkers. Well, boys are crazy to begin with, right? No. Well, my son's pretty, he was, he's calm like me, but I don't know. He's, he's calm he's, like you. Yeah. Any little boy is but, nuts. Like when we have uh, some friends of my youngest come over, boys, they're like running on the ceiling and stuff. And the girls are just rolling their eyes at them. Boys are crazy at no, that my, age. My four-year-old daughter is going crazy, too. Like, she talks, she holds her finger up like this, like she's pointing to the sky, and 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 talks to you like, oh, wait a minute, I forgot to do this. And then she runs off, and you, you don't have two seconds to tell her what she's doing is wrong or something like that, right? Like, no, it's right here in front of you, pay attention. And then he's just like... Fuck, he's, like, reverting back in age instead of, like, going forward. They're yeah, boys are crazy at that age. Yeah. And I'm sorry, your daughter is just discovering that she has a personality, she's an individuality a that she's allowed to have. No, Wish she I'd... is discovering her own individuality. She's allowed to have that. You'll find girls are just so <sighs> so wonderful at that age. They are, like immediately mature first and then they demature as they move towards teenagerism i don't know what i'm gonna do anyway i took them to Poor perry today for uh because i had to babysit them you had to babysit your own kids because the wife was uh she had to stay downtown last night for work reasons so i had them all day today did your mother-in-law bring the kids up to you and introduce them to you Hi, children. This is your father. This is your father. Say hello to your father. Hello, Daddy. Daddy will be taking you today. So I took him up to, uh, packed a whole lunch and shit. Went to Port Perry for about three hours. Went to the, uh, waterfront. Went to, uh, they got a bunch of stores there on the main strip for, uh, tourists. You know, restaurants and, uh, pubs and, like, some, some, uh, you know, candy stores and... You know, the stores where you buy shit for your house on the inside and outside, like decorating stores and like, uh, you got a couple, is that what they have on the sign out front? Antique stores there. Buy shit for the inside of your house here. You know, it's like decorating stores. I don't know what you call them. Anyway, you know, it was a nice day, hot and sunny. They were shooting a film actually in the park there, like a small little film in the middle of the uh, park cat or whatever, not park cat, actual park. So that was kind of interesting sat there and watched that for a little bit. Some some chick was dressed up as a nurse talking to an old man on a bench. They had all the light, the light shades going on and stuff like that and taking breaks and they had like the catering table nearby. Uh what was the title it was called? Ah, oh, I forget, Anyway, and then we had lunch there and all that stuff, and uh, yeah, so it killed about three hours. I was exhausted, man. The summer heat is not going away. For th- three hours. That wiped you out. Three hours. One, two, three. Standing in the sun and heat and walking. Yes. And trying to manage two kids. Hmm. Isn't that something? Okay. Three hours. I guess no one else could handle three what hours. I did. I don't know. I mean, but if you listen I'll to the guess. last episode, and you might have heard how I took the kids, uh, yeah. you know, away for several days. I'll have to. I'll have to listen to it because I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, you'll have to get some. Porn but porn I also, porn also porn. had a bad sleep last night because you made me watch that fucking horror movie. That wasn't even scary. Well, listen, the first and that was a week ago. The first fifth. <laughs> uh, The first 15 minutes were scary because you didn't know what to expect. But like I said, as it went on, it sort of got a little silly in terms of, I guess, uh, we watched It. I guess we should say, tell people what we watched. So we watched the latest rendition of uh, Stephen King's It, part one, I guess. I'm assuming they'll do a part two because the first one was successful. They are doing a part two. It's not assuming. They are. The adult version. I hope it's better than the first one. I mean, the fir- it was fine. It, it just wasn't horrible. I I, I I think I I think enjoy the original Stephen King one a lot better. Well, we should, yeah, we can say we did watch the TV version from, was it the 90s? We watched that last month, I think. It was on one of the movie channels or something. We watched the well, whole it, thing. I think they were airing it because the new one was coming out. Right. soon right so right but yeah I, it's, I hadn't watched that for a number of years and and it held up Yeah, i was about to say that it still holds up well tim curry rocks it and considering what little they had in terms of special effects for that production oh they ran out of money for sure they though. really they really still pulled it off right this was yeah it was a tv thing man like uh they just didn't have the budget that they should have had but they still pulled it off great great cast and uh i don't know if you watched the second part because i le- we left work and but i picked it up no when i, I got missed home. the last 15 minutes of it oh but you did see the adult you know the years later part yeah we got we got into that part Ritter and yeah and i had seen it I just, I, I don't remember exactly how the last 10 or 15 minutes end, because it's been so long since I, I saw it originally, but anyway, yeah, so last night, because I was in bed by myself, uh, you know, the mind starts playing tricks, so I had to turn on the nightlight just to get some sort of a decent sleep. For no, some no. reason, I just started thinking of that stupid movie. You had to turn on the nightlight. Yeah, I plug in a nightlight. <laughs> Who cares? well, that's weird it's not weird no no why didn't you call me to come over? Well, I was gonna call you about two in the morning and hopefully you had your <laughs> phone on and try and scare you no because if I was popping in and out of sleep we could have had a fun sleepover no yeah why not? because I had to go out the next day so where'd so? you go the next day today poor Perry Oh, so you slept to prepare for this overnight shift then? I'm talking about last night. Yeah, I'm talking about what I'm going to have to deal with in a couple hours here you're, at work. You're dealing with it right now. That's unbelievable. I, that pisses me off so much. Don't worry. Bill will keep the, the train on the rails, just right? Thing, you just fucking do your shit. Watch your 60s movies over there. I'm fine on my side. I'm talking about uh, it and how I started thinking about that stupid painting with the old lady whose mouth came open really wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some reason, that popped in my head as soon as I was going to bed. So screw you and that your stupid so horror maddening. movies. That is so maddening. Who cares? that's does care. Now I know what to look forward to on this shift. I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy either. I'm not happy I'm here. Not to mention wh- what makes you think I wouldn't have wanted to go to Port Perry with you. Or would that have been weird? I'll spend time with the kids. What do you have to be alone with them? Yeah. You gotta be a hundred percent alone with them. Yes. That's me spending time with them. That's that's one hundred percent focused on the kids. If you were there, we would have been chatting don't, with you, it I would have been this like this world you live in. It would've been like, uh, hey, let's go check out this store and that store and then the kids feel left out. I need to focus 100% on it. How were you... Were you brought up where you were this this prince who lived in this perfect world where he got all the focus and attention whenever that he was, wanted? That was not my life. Well, I don't understand this life you're creating. I'm sure it's wonderful and everything for the kids, but the, I, the, the kids are like... The parents have their deal that they got to do. I'm just saying, it would. yeah, it'd be fine, but... This was a day where I was just looking to spend time with them. I do enjoy spending time with my kids. And when I'm with them, I like to give them 110%. I don't believe you, for one. I don't believe this perfect world exists. There is no perfect world. I don't even see it on television, let alone the one you're creating in your mind here. It's crazy, crazy. You don't remember as like a kid where you're being, you know, dragged around to all the stuff your parents are doing yeah, or whatever. And, I didn't like it. Well that's that's life as a kid. They're the kid. They're the kid. They're at they the bottom mean, of the ladder. No, it doesn't mean you gotta do the same things your parents did. You don't fall into that same trap and just continue that on through generation to generation. You're supposed to do better than your parents. Do you have it hot enough in this room? I'm you're, wondering. You're hot because you're all going crazy. Because I did shit today <laughs> with my kids instead of fucking sleeping all day. Yeah, to prepare for your night shift. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. I wonder if the thing picked that up. That's taking advantage I'm not of a co worker. I'm not taking advantage of you. I'm not doing anything with you. And this is the whole why we don't have fun on overnights. We could be having fun all night long. Then don't watch board garbage. Games, Watching movies, playing video games, knitting sweaters together, God knows what. Instead, instead, instead I find instead, you on Twitter all night. It's me fucking banging night. on the desk to keep you awake. I find you on fucking Twitter all night, on YouTube all night, hogging the fucking remote watching your 1970s uh, biopic on uh, some fucking <laughs> piece of shit comedian. Did they send away that biopic to see if it's cancerous? Yeah. Everything you watch is cancerous. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm the funny one. Oh yeah, not boring. (sighs) Anyway, I gotta tell you some other movies I watched or that we watched to get this off my fucking. Well, hold on. No, I'm going. I told you I watched Ready Player One, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. All right, Uh, I watched something that you would have liked. What was Ready Player, Player One like? Because you saw it here at some little shitty monitor. That probably was not the best uh, thing. I could care less about it. It was, wasn't was horrible. I watched it twice. Just to catch stuff that I may have missed. But, uh... Whatever. But what I was more impressed with, I watched... um uh, the movie channel had Eric Clapton, My Life in 12 Bars on. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. How many weeks ago did I tell you about that? I don't know. Did you tell me about it? No, not at all. I didn't think so. No, not at all. I don't remember you telling me. Yeah, we talked about it on this very show we're recording right now. But That's great. Go ahead. Let me hear your take. Now it's suddenly interesting. When I brought it up, it was not interesting and boring. But now it is Interesting i just let you know that i watched it and i found it interesting now it's interesting that in itself is interesting <laughs> because you watched it when i wasn't in the mood to watch it no i watched it at home I and then I when i it. told you about it you did th- your I, zone out no i probably normal. said oh probably uh, yeah but how did you tell me about it on the fucking show where you, where you go all snobbery, No. nose to the sky. No, I told you some uh, some anecdotes from if the you movie. you told me in person, you go, hey, man, I just saw this. I think you'd really like to watch it. Uh, it's on the movie channel. Check it out, man. No, I told you stuff that happened, stuff that surprised me in it, you know, uh, because a lot of the earlier documentaries gloss over the whole uh, Clapton, George Harrison. I was about to say that I liked that story about how he was trying to win over Harrison's wife. Yeah. And how he did that, basically that, I forget the name of the album, but he basically did like an entire album to her. Yeah, Layla. And they played it for her. And she sat and listened to all of it and then literally just got up and walked away and didn't say anything about it because she was embarrassed that everyone who listened to it would figure out that it was her that he was basically singing about. She had, uh, she must have had quite the business going on between her legs because Harrison wrote something about her and then she got Layla written about her by Clapton. But all the other documentaries before said Harrison was very cool with it. He's like, you gotta go where the love is, you know, and just sent her on her way to Clapton. But this, they explained there was a lot of heat involved. Yeah. Cla- Harrison was very pissed. He just didn't sound like he cared about her after a while, and like she could stay or she or she could go, and he could really care less about it. Right, well, we like, any- when, like when he found out that, or I guess when Clapton told Harrison that, you know, hey, I'm in love with your wife, and then Harrison just goes to her. So is it going to be me or is it going to be him? You coming home now? Like he was that cold and indifferent about it, and she's like, oh, I of course I'm coming home with you. I love you. And and he just like turns around and walks away and she follows him, right? Like that kind of thing. There's like no... It it just didn't feel like there was any passion or any sort of uh, love at that point between at least coming from him. So good on her, I guess, for staying with him out of marriage, but for that long. And the real shame was when he finally won her over and she went with him, it never ended up working out because at that time he was, I think he was like, was he a full blown alcoholic then, like really into the booze, or is that after she left? Uh, I think he was, I don't or was. No, was that the drugs he was into at that uh, point? He's big heroin guy too. Yeah, that was the heroin point. Yeah. so he finally got the love of his life and uh, he ruins it just because of heroin. Anyway, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I literally watched it without. 100% focus and really got into uh, the backstory there. And then another movie I watched was and I had this on my PVR for for literally months and months and then I, managed to, I finally uh, sat down to watch it Close Encounters of the Third Kind which I hadn't seen for years and years. Mm. And uh I made one note on it because, speaking of kids, I just found it completely interesting how they made they made kids in the movie out to be sort of really annoying. Mm. Like Dry, Dr- Richard Dreyfuss' kids at the start, and I'm sure it was done intentionally, obviously, but... Remember how they were just like off the wall? Like The first time you see them, the daughter's at the table, one of the stupid sons is in the daughter's crib, smashing the baby doll's head off of it, off the side of the crib rail. And the wife is yelling at Dreyfus, and then there's another son running around uh, throwing shit or something like that. So I, I always hated those kids. And then I found it interesting at the very end, When the alien ship is there at the military base and they're communicating and then uh, the alien ship releases all these people that had been kept on it for all these decades, right? And they hadn't aged one bit. Dreyfus uh, is picked to go into the ship and take off with them, right? And at this point, his wife had left Taken the kids and gone to her sisters or something like that because mm-hmm. he was totally off his rocker yeah so he's like but it wasn't his fault though it was the alien's fault right yeah but he did but, make but, a big mountain of mashed potatoes yeah the but the wife wasn't <laughs> home for any of that oh yeah we they were at the dinner table yeah he's smashing house plants through the window and stuff but then he just decides like all right I'm gonna leave my wife and my three young kids and just take off on an alien ship without any second thought he gives uh he gives that other mother who's who's whose little right. kid was abducted by the aliens he gives her like a kiss yeah it's like yep yeah, I like you now and forget my family I'm ghost and that's how the movie ends he takes off in the alien ship and just completely leaves his wife and three kids. Yeah, well, what? chance of a lifetime. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was crazy. <laughs> anyway, I was just, uh, like I said, I had been sitting on my PVR for like months and months, and I finally just got around to it. And, and I'm glad I did, because I'd been meaning to watch it a lot sooner. But I, I just completely forgot about that ending, about him just bouncing and uh I don't think you think his wife had a job. So his family's like gonna be destitute. And he got fired from his company too. I don't know, I I guess I never really considered it because the whole like back half of that movie you're just enveloped in the wonder of the aliens appearing and you kinda of forget about all that even as a viewer, so yeah. he I guess he forgot about it too. He forgot about plus he was he, they were already in his head, right? So I could see if I simply forgot about it as a viewer, he definitely could have forgotten about it. No, well, I for, I completely in, forgot about it until he got picked in the last five minutes to to board the ship and bounce. So it's like, well, wait a minute. What happened to his wife and kids? No mention of that whatsoever, Spielberg. Well, wasn't that his first big di- directorial movie he did? No. Jaws was. I think he... Oh, sorry, jo- Hmm. Then what was the risk with this one? There's some... Remember we watched that Spielberg documentary and there was some risk about it or something? Um, <sighs> I can't remember now. Was it because he was, like, giving the keys to the castle do whatever he wanted? And if... If not successful, that would have... May have been it. Was this the second movie he did then? After jo- the one after Jaws? No, I don't think so. Where was E.T. in all this? I don't remember, man. I can't remember that timeline. Anyway, it's still enjoyable. Like, Dreyfus does a great job, and... They do everything in that movie correctly to make you either love or hate something. So... Uh, and then you and I watched the Rampage movie with uh, your buddy The Rock. Did we get through it? Yeah, fortunately we did. And that was, as The Rock would say, uh, 10 pounds of monkey crap in a 5-pound bag. Would he say that? Um, if you watched wrestling, he did say that. Well, I... That was one of his catchphrases. I do not know that. That says a lot for me. Yeah. It says you missed out on the golden years of wrestling. I, again, let's go. Go back through it if you want, but that's when wrestling was at its stupid. peak, at its peak, pretty stupid, at its peak in popularity, Andre. and there is no denying that. And a precursor to the downfall of society that we are witnessing right now. Thanks. Wasn't Trump involved in wrestling then? Yep. And then I wanted to bring up, I just saw this the other day. I haven't watched it yet because I'm trying not to, but uh, did you know that Papillon, is gonna be in theater soon. Oh, I was gonna to talk to you about this, With man. Charlie I, Hunnam and uh, Rami Malek. I fell off my chair when I saw this ad. Like, they remade Papillon. What would possess anyone to do that? I just like saying Papillon. We'll, well, tell people But about I thought it was an interesting choice. I think, actually, I think it's the right choice that they did, uh, Malek, to play the, uh, what's his face, his character. Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, Hoffman. So, I was surprised. I just saw it today on. Actually, I think I saw it on Twitter, to be honest with you. You can be honest. I saw it. I was watching uh, AMC uh, Fear the Walking Dead or something. And that, that, came and that actually on. comes out this month. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I'm like what? like, what? Tell people about the original film. Because like, that's what, what they should be watching. Well, if I can be honest with you, I didn't see the original film. <laughs> It was one of those ones I haven't got around to seeing yet. I thought w- I definitely sat you down and watched it here no. at one point. And even back when I worked at Blockbuster, it was on my rental list to bring home, but something always stopped me. I'm pretty sure it was it was Hoffman's glasses that just turned me off. <laughs> <from right laughs> here. I didn't like those fucking round Coke glasses. You well, know, I punched yeah. him in the face. He had to. That was his. He had to like make those and shit. And if he didn't have those, he was blind. It was. It's this prison epic story of epic proportions. Yeah, true story, uh, starring Steve McQueen and uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Steve McQueen's like, uh, like the other prison movie he was in. He's like a uh, an escape artist kind of thing, but he gets put in this, this penal colony where it's like Aurora Pente. Go ahead and try and uh, don't make uh, Star Trek references. <laughs> Go ahead and try and escape. You won't live if oh, you. I'm sorry. I'm the only one who got that. <laughs> and it's an epic story, but it certainly isn't isn't like uh you're not going to get any laughs watching it. It it it'll beat you down this movie. And unfortunately, you made a reference from a crappy Star Star Trek movie. That was not a crappy that Star. That was a Trek. crappy one. 6 The Undiscovered yeah. Country. Yes. No, that was amazing. It was horrible. Let's go find Jesus. Oh, it's not Jesus. It's an alien that's five it's all the same <laughs> garbage stop being good after number two someone has not seen any of the movies i saw them two. all in the theater well, you wasted just, my money away you just said five was six and five because was crap. it was all the same six was really really good that's when uh, they had to get it done in time for the big anniversary, the Star Trek anniversary, and Roddenberry was just barely alive as they were getting through production. They wanted to wrap it up so he could see the final cut. And uh, excellent, excellent movie. Kirk uh, and McCoy get, uh, you know, c- uh, captured, uh, accused of killing the Klingon chancellor, Gorkon, and get sent to a penal colony. I watched the thing. He has this sex with a shape shifting alien. I know. Excellent. I know. It's not excellent. Dude. Excellent. She starts making it with uh, Shatner. Excellent. It's and McCoy you sh- just looks at him and you look shakes back. his head. No, you're looking bad. They're looking you're looking bad by crazy. saying Star Trek VI is a great, excellent movie. Someone. Outrageous. I dare anyone to agree with Joe on that one. What? You shit? It. Yeah. It was shit. It was garbage for a Star Trek movie. Six was excellent. No, it wasn't excellent. And it was uh, like they were going to sign off the old cast for that one. Yeah. It was just newly done. They signed off two movies earlier. They should have signed off after Wrath <sighs> of Khan and said, that's it, boys. We can't do it any better than this. You know, just because you saw the Big Bang Theory guys talk about Wrath of Khan doesn't mean that you should put let's your... Go, uh, let's go save the whales. <laughs> the Voyage Home was fun, too. Really? God forbid! It wasn't was excellent. We have entertaining. It have wasn't excellent. It was good. Yeah, no, I it was the voyage home. Yeah. Listen. What Hello, computer. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Can I go home? So I have to put up with this. People, uh, tweet at Joe at AC Decepticon how indeed crazy he you know, is. I don't want any fucking tweets at me. Just get my subs up. What are you talking, what subs? Why? My Twitter subs up. Why? Is that going to massage your ego? Yes, make me feel better. You don't talk to people on Twitter. Yeah, I do. You don't know who I talk to. I see what you do on Twitter. You catch the end of a conversation, put up some weird gif that doesn't make sense, and then that's it. <laughs> Makes me laugh, and that's all I care about. <laughs> people just look at and shake their head. Well, that's definitely yeah, Joe. Go, I can't. I can't beat this. No one else uh, is managing his Twitter. I know that's actually him. <laughs> Joe wins again. Best tweet out there, patches. What were we talking about? I don't know, but make it quick because I'm about to sign off on this. Anyways, if it's a Steve McQueen film, you don't need to remake it. That's that's the bottom line right there. Go back and watch the well, Steve Hollywood McQueen. was remaking everything. He had the thing going. You know what? For some reason, I've been catching. I want to watch the Towering Inferno. You should. That another excellent movie. For some really? reason, excellent like Star Trek VI. Yeah, Towering Inferno is really good. You can't good. say excellent about a movie anymore because you just said Star Trek VI was excellent. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite Star Trek movies. Yeah. And I was it was at the right time for me too because Next Gen was Our on. Brain, my brain just exploded that you said that because now I can't take what you say about anything Did you seriously. not see it in the theater? Unfortunately, I wasted my money, so yes, I did. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, where else <laughs> would I see Star Trek VI at that time? I don't know. I that's never saw it in the theater. That's the time when you saw any... That's when you only I went waited to for do, the VHS, I'm sure. And back then, you had to wait two years to get the VHS. It wasn't like it came so out six months later. It like was that this much stuff more important for me. I saw in the theater. I saw that it sucked before you. Anyways, we were talking about how Steve McQueen has got the thing. He's, he's a movie star. It's, he's face on the screen compels you to watch by none other than just his presence Dude. in the frame. No one else wears a sweater and like Steve McQueen. I was seeing these other movies that has an actress that has that same quality. Audrey Hepburn. You watch any of her movies and just her face on the screen is compelling enough to keep you watching. Uh, I've stop using the word compelling and obtuse. It's fucking! <laughs> I don't say obtuse, but it yeah, is, it compels you to stay uh, attached to the screen. I just watched today. Um, actually, before I want to talk about another movie I saw her in that I had never seen before is later on in her career where she plays this blind woman who gets terrorized in her apartment. It's like a thriller, but it I was done back in the '60s, and it was um, ah, what's his face's first movie? um i don't like the premise i can't think of it but yeah there's i i i don't remember what the setup is but these people have to get into her apartment to steal this thing or whatever and uh, of course they're playing her along at first and uh, as a way to gain access to her apartment and then the night of the whole event um, she catches on and she creates these traps for them and all that oh my god yeah, that is long style that yeah. is ridiculous in an apartment an old lady's apartment yeah. who's blind she's not old she's Audrey Hepburn. she's not old you said it was later in her career later so she, on in her career so she's an older lady no she's like in her 40s later on in her career she retired sort of film in yeah. this in this apartment. <sighs> In this mansion-esque apartment. No, it's like a New York style yeah. apartment. So in this two-room apartment, she yeah. creates these deadly home alone traps. Yeah, she... uh any dummy could, what, paint can above the door and knocks the person out? Nah, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I'm not going to watch wanna. it because it's ridiculous. I can't remember the title of it either, but Why you would should they not look just, for it. I would, I would hoof that door in, knock her out, close the door, and then have my way with the apartment until I found what I was looking for. And there were du- yeah, dudes like they, I'll be super quiet and she'll walk by me and stuff so there was that tension there it, I, I want to find out what it is What's the Audrey Hepburn movie where she's blind?
1: Wait until dark According to Roger Ebert I bet you Siri wouldn't dark have done that is about a blind girl whose husband accidentally gets possession of a doll containing heroines.
0: Just let me try Siri before then. you can explain your stuff there What's the name of the Audrey Hepburn movie where she is blind?
1: Sorry, I can't search what something is about. But I can search by title. I-
0: What's the name of the Audrey Hepburn movie where she's blind?
1: Sorry, I can't search that.
0: What's the Audrey Hepburn movie where she is blind?
1: Sorry, I
0: can't search what something <laughs> That's is That's what Siri's name should be, is sorry. <laughs> what, that is impossible. <laughs> I can't search for that much detail. Anyways, that was uh, Alan Arkin's first movie, I believe. And he's like a a henchman. Plays a really evil guy. And Richard Krenn is in it as well. Um, Rainbow! Wait Until Dark in 67. That was 67. And uh, yeah. And then today I happened to just stumble upon uh, the Encore Channel was playing uh, The Nun Story. Remember all those Audrey Hepburn pictures where she's in a, no, a nun's I habit? No, I don't. That's a very you know popular promotional image of her. Because I'm not 800 years old. She's in this your whole mother trucker. nun's outfit for this movie, but just her presence on film, she's just got it. it is, uh, it's is—it's hard to find those people that have it, but she was definitely one that has it. And uh, the nun story is actually a really good movie. Uh, but a girl... Um, She's a nurse, leaves nursing to go become a nun in the Congo. And they have actual, they shot there. They shot in leper leper colonies in Africa. And uh, with the the, uh, threat of World War II is coming as well. Listen, I just want to see Audrey Hepburn when she was cute and sexy. And even those movies, man. All you need is her on screen. Show me Audrey Hepburn IMDb. All you need is her on screen and it will, you hmm. won't be able to I'm turn the finding channel. I'm not anything for that. <laughs> what movies were Audrey Hepburn in? What movies did ha- Audrey Hepburn star in?
1: Sorry, I couldn't find anything like that.
0: <laughs> what are mo- you hooked up to the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I... What movies did Audrey Hepburn star in?
1: Here are some movies starring Audrey Hepburn.
0: Holy really mother piece of... Okay, the magic. No, no, what's that? That's good. These are older ones, man. Let's go back to sexy, short skirt Audrey Hepburn. She was in the Unforgiven. That was not not oh, the Unforgiven no, you're thinking. Burt about. Lancaster, Audrey Hepburn. How dare they have the same title? Well, the Clint Eastwood one is just called Unforgiven. Unforgiven. She was Robin and Marion yeah of course no yeah was she yeah with Sean Connery man but she's looking like balls and that where was she uh, cute and young oh that's the one I was thinking of man Sabrina I mm. liked her in Sabrina yeah of course of course rum tiddly um anyways that's my recommendation and then, uh, go search out a I did like Kippen her song. another one um, this one I did see funny face um mm. I don't yeah, remember that one. Her and Fred Astaire, man. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've seen that. And then, uh... crap. She wasn't always. I saw that piece of shit in the theater with Richard Dreyfuss and Holly Hunter, John Goodman. I don't know what you're talking about. Always, man. Where he's the uh, the pilot who fights uh, fires. In eighty nine. Yeah, man. Can you I saw that I thought she was done with film Steven by then. Spielberg, man. Saw that in theater. Why? I don't know. But yeah. I would uh Yeah man, funny face, she's a cutie patootie in that one. And Sabrina. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yep. 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 Anyways, uh, as well. On my Netflix, I finally sat down and watched the movie Extinction. That just came out not too long ago with Michael Pena. And it's about this guy. The who, guy uh, from Chips. Yeah. The guy, <laughs> the guy from Chips, <laughs> our favorite movie. Uh, he's usually a funny guy, right? This is a dramatic thriller role for him. And hes uh, it's kind of quasi-future. You don't, you're not sure. Things just don't look right. Uh, he's a family man with a job, but he keeps having—he can't sleep at night. He keeps having visions, and it looks of uh, visions of of uh, a coming apocalypse or a, a war that's about to happen, where uh, everyone's going to get killed. And he keeps having these visions. He can't sleep at night. He's passing out on the job, and uh, the movie goes on from there. I don't want to do any more spoilers. But uh, man, this I really liked it, and it had me thinking too. I was like laying in bed thinking about it because it was a really great twist to it. Um, I mean, you have to uh, suspend belief for a uh, couple of major, major events. In <laughs> always, their world. always a good sign. I la- I gave it a pass because that is ridiculous. Because you can suspend I gave belief for that garbage, but you can't suspend your belief. For Casino <laughs> Royale with James Bond, which we also just watched, Not jumping from girders. He was doing it like someone who doesn't, <laughs> oh, yeah, do right. it on a regular basis. He's just we've a, been through this a before. Spy who he would stop, double do a double take. I say, oh shit, can I do this? Fuck it, yeah, do it. He would do the jump and then he'd still tumble An and fall. An Intelligent spy like Roger Moore would have seen the whole thing is stupid and run around the other side of the building and catch him. No, he wouldn't have. That's what would happen. That's my problem. And that's why, the, well, been been that's why the before. Roger Moore movies suck balls. We don't know, need to go through it again. But Roger Moore was cerebral. <laughs> that's what you need to be in a spy. He was, uh, not jumping from building to building the rocks. You can style. point to your head and say something else about Roger Moore. Not cerebral, though. And, no. In this story of Extinction, they can't, it's not a multi-episode series. They can't explain, take the time to show the entire timeline of this world, so you're just going to have to face it that this happened and this happened. And I accept it in this, in this situation. I can go with it. I can't tell you anything more about that. That's okay. I don't want to know anything more about it. It's I, just I, I, in a movie situation where we got ninety minutes to tell this story, I accept it. That's the world they put me in. Those are the rules they gave me, so I am accepting these two major things. I do not accept this movie. I do not acknowledge this movie's I existence. Think, no, you would you should like it. No. Should. I, I don't want to watch it. Why? It's not my wheelhouse. What is not in your wheelhouse? It's completely in your wheelhouse. No, it's not. You said this movie is good and you said Star Trek Six was good. That's all I gotta say. I, uh, you know, it doesn't get great ratings on the Rotten Tomatoes or anything like that. What? But, yeah. I don't believe that. They're not always right. Well, I'm telling you to check this out. And the beginning of the movie, you're like, can why you say is, that you're not always right, too? No, I am always right. I'm really? like, why do they have Michael Pena in this role? Because he doesn't seem to be nailing it. Something is very, he's very wooden and stoic, and, you know, he's not what we're used to. But then you find out what what the deal is so excellent movie i didn't see the twist coming and i'm glad it didn't get spoiled for me so people go check that out extinction on netflix just just started just came out a couple weeks ago i think you will be up there in the top of your list on netflix i actually think you'll like it it's only 90 minutes so you should give it a try Nope. and it's got uh, the chicken that you like too who's that i can't remember her name much ask Siri who the who the girl is in the uh, movie Extinction. Who's the female lead in the movie Extinction?
1: I found some movies for you to choose from: Transformers: Age of Extinction, Extinction 2005.
0: Oh, that's right. Extinction that piece of
1: features Matthew Fox, Jeffrey Donovan, Quinn McCulkin, and others.
0: No. Yeah, this is a guy who likes the Transformers movies, by the way. Who's the female lead in the movie Extinction with Michael Peña?
1: Extinction features Matthew Fox, Jeffrey Donovan and others.
0: No! Netflix Extinction.
1: Extinction features
0: Matthew... Who stars in the Netflix movie Extinction?
1: Extinction features Matthew Fox, Jeffrey Donovan and others.
0: (laughs) Say Netflix Extinction.
1: Extinction features Matthew Fox.
0: <laughs> Netflix Extinction.
1: Extinction features Matthew Fox. Jeffrey Donovan Unbelievable.
0: What is wrong with this? Unbelievable. Let's see. What is wrong with you, Siri? Now.
1: Here is a matching video.
0: Oh, what kind of video did you pull up there? I just saw... It said you, Siri. I just saw knockers. Who is the female lead in the movie Extinction? Well, she's not going to read it to me, but it is... I uh, want pictures. Cast? Oh, that Lizzie Kaplan. You like her. What? First off, why is your phone so dark? I do not like her. (laughs) She's disgusting. I like her. Uh, Your radar's broken. Alright, we gotta wrap this up. I'm done. Okay, everybody, uh plip, plip. I just gotta notice if you go to T public right now slash STC Pod, our store is on sale. Sale, sale, sale. Big time sale. Everything must go. Big time. I think it's thirty percent off everything on there. Oh man. And if only uh, someone would buy me a shirt. Yeah. It's not just STC shirts, we've designed other things too, some uh, cool, trendy outfits. But you can transform them into mugs, or notebooks, or uh, phone cases, uh, wall banners. You can, put it, you can put that design on anything you want. Check that out at Tee Public. And also, big announcement, um, the Berry Game Exchange is happening in less than two weeks now. So this comes out on Friday. It'll be the following. You'll have a week after this comes out to prepare yourself for the massive event, the Berry Game Exchange. It is Canada's, North America's largest game trading floor. It's an entire ice hockey arena filled with people swapping games back and forth. STC Pod will be there. Come by our table and say hello. And, uh you can have the experience of Joe ignoring you. Uh, Only, you know, not a lot of people get that. So I would definitely uh, book some time to go to the Buried Game Exchange. Uh, Buried on Mars will be having a table there as well. Uh, Nintendo Hodge, he runs the whole thing. Uh, Josh Creeplead, I'm sure, will be there. Canadian Retro will be there. All Your Cartridge Club uh, All-Stars will be there for sure. James, RetroPixel. Uh Derek, two dorks. Will both dorks be there? I don't know. You'll have to you'll have to go and see. Find out. What are you doing with your mouth closed? This is where you come in next with the next plug. Alright. Uh check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue where we just put up another garage sale video? Yeah. The pickup video? Yeah. Actually, we were supposed to, say that you were going to reveal the story of how you got all those Atari carts. Yeah, I found them. Yeah, I'm sure there's more to it. We'll have to wait till next week, apparently. What story? That I found them garage sailing. Why are you crazy? Because it's crazy that they show up one week after I brought my Atari finds. It's just weird. I want to get to the bottom of it. That's not crazy. You go out yard sailing once a year and you come across an entire cache of yard sale companies? I've gone out more than once this year. That was like my fourth time. Well, I have yet Good. to find Yard's uh, Atari cartridges of that vast okay. amount. Yard sailing. Really? Been doing that was a years. vast amount. Yes. That was a plethora of yes, Atari games. Yes. We want to games. know how much you spent on it. It was like 20 games. Did you have to ask to get it? No. They were out there on a table and no one else got them. Heaven forbid I find something before someone else does. How much were they? What did you say to the dude when you approached him? They roughly came to about 2 bucks each. Oh, so you walked up and "Uh, excuse me, sir, can I give you roughly... I don't care anymore. I care. Uh, And if you're going to do any shopping, go to stcpod.com and click on our Amazon link. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Can Can I pay you roughly $2? (laughs) So that we can get... Well, first off, I'm not telling people what I pay anymore. You know that. People don't need to know. Uh, Yeah, go buy your shit on our Amazon link and then Bill can waste it on a portable recording device that's a piece of garbage thanks Bill and over at stcpod.com, I will be, uh, if I have not already you'll see some photos of uh, some recent excursions that we've talked about where'd you go? <sighs> stcpod.com. someone is creating content over there and uh, check it out and enjoy it enjoy the photographies is that it? Oh, good. About time you did something. Okay. Post it and post it.